Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. How freaking awesome has camp been? I mean, I don't honestly think it could get any better. I feel like it has been so good, but the good news is it, it just keeps getting better and better and better the more that we get into it. The good news is camp's not done, right? Like Lisa said, we've still got tonight. We've still got tomorrow morning. We are just starting this session and we're just starting the day. So it's going to be so good. And I can't wait to see how God continues to move in your guys' lives. I love, love what Pastor Aaron spoke about last night. Anybody else love that? Right? So good that we have to understand the authority and the power and the love that the Holy Spirit gives us that we are called to walk in, right? That, that is the, those are the things that we should find our identity and those are the things that help us understand we are in fact found in Jesus. And we have to know who we are, right? In order to understand that authority and that power and that love that we can walk in. And we have to know these things in order to know what we're going to talk about this morning. And if you're taking notes, we're going to be talking about moving forward in vision. Moving forward in vision. Everybody say vision. 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 Who's a little bit confused when I say vision? Who thinks of vision from the Avengers? Anybody? WandaVision? Yes. Um, Okay, so we're talking about moving forward in vision. And here's the whole heart with it, y'all. We spent all day yesterday talking about our identity. Even night one, we talked about our identity with Pastor Ty here. We, at this point, know who we are. We know who we were created to be. So from this point forward, now we're actually going to do something about it. Okay, everybody say, I'm going to do something about it. What did you guys want to be when you were in kindergarten? Shout out some answers what you want to be when you were six years old. Okay, to me, it just kind of sounded like, um, maybe some of you wanted to be a firefighter. Anybody want to be a firefighter? 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 Anybody want to be like a professional athlete? My husband wanted to be Dan Marino. That, not a professional football player. He wanted to be Dan Marino when he was six years old. Um, who wanted to be a doctor when they were six years old? Who wanted to like just be a mom or just be a dad? I just want to grow up and be a mom. I just want to grow up and be that. That was me. Um, when I was six, I did want to be those things, but I was sure, like sure. I have pictures and writings from when I was six years old that I was going to be a pilot, just like my great grandma. She was very cool, like legit, you guys. She flew planes to deliver weapons and supplies to soldiers during World War II. Like, so cool. I was like, I'm going to be like Gigi. Um, That slowly, slowly, quickly changed. And then when I was in first grade, I decided that I was going to be a teacher. And that is what stuck with me all through halfway through college. You guys can obviously see I did not grow up to be an elementary school teacher. But we're going to get into that a little bit more later. Think about what you want to do with your life now that you're a teenager. Right? You're not six years old anymore. The future is a little bit more serious than just, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be. 
Now it's, okay, what do I want to be? What am I called to do? What does the Lord have for my life? How do I have vision for my life? But I want you to think differently with me for a moment about what you want to do. What you want to do and what you want to be are two very different things. What you want to do and what you want to be are two different things, right? What you want to be is the job that you want to hold, but what you want to do is just that. It's what you want to do, what you want to do with your life, the change that you want to make, the people that you want to impact. That is what vision for your life is, is what you want to do. So what I want to be is a pastor. I love, love being a kids and youth pastor. I feel like it's going to help keep me young when I get a little older. Um, I always wanted to be a wife, which I get to be now. Shout out Jesus. Also, Sean. Um, I want to be a mom one day. I want to be a good daughter, a good sister. I want to be a good friend. Those are all the things that I want to be. But what I want to do, I want to be somebody that people look at and go, wow, she is filled with Jesus. I want everyone I come in contact with to see him in me. I want to change our generation and the ones that come after ours for his kingdom and for his glory. I want to be intentional and real and authentic and give every single thing that I am to Jesus. I want to be like him. Do you guys see the difference in being and doing now and what I want to be and what I want to do? But I want to make sure this is clear because we're talking about what you want to be, not who you want to be. That's what we spent all yesterday talking about, who we were created to be. Today it is the what, what we want to do. Now what I want to do and what I want to be can be tied together at times, right? Like what I want to do is actually tied into what I get to do. It's tied into the fact that I get to be a pastor. But what I am me being a pastor, that's not who I am. What I do is not who I am. I have tripped up so many times. Actually, I just moved to North Carolina in October from Virginia, and I was really struggling before I knew what I was actually going to be, what other job I was going to have. I knew I wanted to stay in ministry, but it felt like there were no doors opening for me. I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll just sit at home with Rocky all day, and we'll just wait for Sean to get home and then have a fun time. And I heard someone preach it. It's actually our Foursquare General Supervisor. Her name's Wendy Nolasco. And if you guys know her, she is stellar. And she was actually doing a leadership lab at LPUVA. I used to live on campus in the apartments there. And she said, y'all, what you are called to do is not who you are called to be. That is just something that the Lord enables you and empowers you to be. But who he calls you to be, what he calls you to do, that doesn't change. That is just who you are. So what we do is not who we are. So going back into identity yesterday, right? I am a joy-filled human who wants to live for and like Jesus. That's not dependent on what I do. That is just who I am. Now, I have to be honest with you guys. Surprisingly, I am in the same generation as you all. You all are Gen Z. I am also Gen Z. Um, And when I was in junior high and high school, like I said yesterday, just 10 years ago, it was extremely, 
extremely different than it is now. When I was a teenager, literally everybody I knew wanted to stand out and we wanted to be different and we wanted to do different things, go against the current. We knew what we wanted to do with our lives. We had plans. We were like, this is my 20 year plan. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to start a business and I'm going to start my family and you know, dot, dot, dot. And maybe some of you find yourself in that category still, but a lot of teenagers that I talk to today are the exact opposite. Some of you guys may have no idea what you want to do, much less how you're actually going to get there. Some of you may know what you want to do, and you're like, uh, how do I even take this first step? I'm a little bit scared to do what I want to do. And trust me, I have been there. There have been so many times in my life where I've been like, I know what I want to do. Can someone make it happen for me? Because I don't know how to do it. Does anybody else find themselves in that place? I find myself in that place often, even still. But the difference between all of that is what I sent before, what you want to do versus what you want to be. And this morning, we're all going to discover what it actually means to have a vision for your life. Not just a dream, but vision for your life. There's a question that's directly tied to vision, and it's why. Why do you want to do what you want to do? Or why do you want to figure out what you want to do? People say this all the time. It's kind of like a Christian buzzword is, what's your why? But that's what I'm asking you today. What's your why? Why do you want to do what you want to do? Sometimes the why is actually the thing that trips us up. Sometimes it's not the what that trips us up, is I know what to do, but I don't know why I want to do it. For me, the big why that trips me up is am I doing this for my benefit or am I doing it for the benefit of those around me? Am I doing it so I get recognition and glory or am I doing it so that God gets recognition and glory? On the other hand, what we just talked about, sometimes we don't even know what to do. The future seems blurry and it seems scary and... I know some teenagers, I was never like this, I love to think about the future, but the future is a scary thing for some teenagers. Like, I don't wanna grow up, I don't wanna be an adult, I don't wanna have my own phone plan, I don't wanna have to pay rent. Can I get an amen in the house? Yeah, stay a teenager because you don't have to do those things. We don't know what we want to do, so you're probably sitting there thinking, how do I even know why I wanna do what I wanna do if I don't know what I want to do? Let me tell you what Psalm 37, four says. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Take delight in the Lord. This was actually my verse that I had decided was gonna be my verse for the rest of my life when I was in high school, I was a freshman. And the Lord spoke so clearly to me and was like, Shay, I just want you to take delight in me because I want to give you your heart's desires, but I need you to take delight in me because your heart's desires are directly linked to who I am and what I have for you. Guys, when we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our heart, right? It's not a, okay, well, if I take delight in the Lord, maybe, maybe he'll give me what I want. Maybe he'll give me what my heart desires most. It literally, the word will means like it will happen. 
It is a promise. Our God is a God who keeps his word. And when he promises you something, it will be fulfilled. He will make it come to pass. And I mean, shoot, y'all, he is the one that put the desires in your heart in the first place. So why would he not want to give them to you? Our God is good. He's not a God that withholds the things that we desire. He put it there. He wants to bless you with it. He wants to give it to you. But you have to take delight in him. We have to stop looking at Jesus as a chore. We have to actually want to get to know him and want to get to know who he is, what he has for us, what he's called me to do, what he's called others around me to do, how I can empower them, how I can stand out now. But we have to take delight in him. What does delighting yourself in him look like? Knowing him. What we talked about yesterday, knowing Christ. Spend time with him. That doesn't have to be a set time every day of 30 minutes and I have my Bible open and my journal open and I have to write S-O-A-P down the side of my journal. That's not what that means. For some of you, it might. I grew up doing soap. Anybody else grow up doing soap? I love me a good soap journaling. But sometimes we can get caught in the routine and the mundane of that, of this is my check off. I've spent time with Jesus for the day. Now I can go back to life. We are meant to live life with Jesus. He's not just meant to be a part of our day. He is meant to be our every day, right? Spending time with Jesus can be listening to some worship songs in the car. It can be praying in the shower. I was just telling Sean last night, I was like, I got another word in the shower. I swear the Holy Spirit always speaks to me in the shower. It's kind of weird, but it happens. You can pray in the shower. You can, you can take somebody to lunch and just be kind to them and be Jesus to somebody. You can journal. You can read. You can spend five minutes in the Word. You can spend 50 minutes in the Word. Just spend time with Him. That's what it looks like to delight yourself in Him, to actually want Jesus. And when we know Jesus, we know ourselves right? Y'all remember that from yesterday? When we know him, we know who we are. When we know our identity, when we understand the authority and the power that the spirit has called us to walk in, what we should be walking in, we know his voice. We can know the voice of the spirit. When I know who I am, I know the authority and the power that I have. I know God's voice. A lot of the time we think it's, his voice is going to sound all big and booming, right? Have you guys ever seen Hercules? You know, the cartoon, the Disney cartoon? Okay, so I like have always pictured God to look like Zeus and like have this big voice like Hercules and just this big, that wasn't a big booming voice, but that was my best impersonation. That is what I've always pictured God's voice to sound like. That's what I've always pictured him to look like. But that's not what he's like. Maybe for some people, maybe the Holy Spirit does speak in an actual audible voice. I think that is so freaking sick. It's not happened to me, but please, Jesus, let it one day because that'd be awesome. But he knows each of us individually better than we even know ourselves. So then wouldn't he know how to speak to us individually? How it's going to be different for every single one of us? Right When the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and y'all, it's a lifelong thing of learning how to discern his voice. A lifelong thing. I learned how to do it when I was in high school, and then it's just gone up from there. But he knows how to speak to each one of us individually. For me, he speaks to me, and I get this really weird pit in my stomach. I start questioning whether or not it actually was him or if I just made it up. 
and I get this tingling at the base of my neck, and I'm like, oh, okay, then it's you, God. Sometimes I have dreams. Some people have visions. God uses others to speak to me a lot of the time. That is how he speaks to me the most, is through the words of others. Right? The Lord has told me to end relationships before, which has sucked, but it's been so good. He's told me to go different places, to do different things, to go sit with somebody at a lunch table, to go talk to somebody. He's told me to do all of these things before. And it's because I know his voice. I know when he is speaking to me. And knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit, that's how we're going to have vision for our life. That's how you're going to know what you want to do. This morning, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And we're going to get to that more later. Right? But you can even say, God, show me something. Holy Spirit, give me a sign. Have you ever heard anybody say, give me a sign? Holy Spirit, give me a sign. Speak to me in a way that you haven't before. Open up my ears to hear you in a way that I haven't heard you before. And once you can discern his voice, once you guys know it, you will know when he's speaking. There will not be a doubt. You'll be like, oh yeah, that for sure God, because there's no way I just came up with that in my own head. You'll know when he tells you what he created you to do what he has for you, everything he has for you to move forward into. Very often in my life, the Lord spoke to me at camps. Kids camps, youth camps, when I was a camper, when I was a cabin leader, when I was a staff member, he has spoken to me regardless of why I'm going to camp. All so clearly, and like I said, I learned how to discern his voice in high school, so I was still learning how to hear his voice. So, how many of you guys are going into your junior year of high school this fall? Anybody going into junior year? Okay, I loved junior year. You're going to have a great time, first of all. Second of all, I was your age when the Lord first spoke something clear as day to me. So, you've heard about Life Pacific University. It was Life Pacific College when I was at camp. I was the last graduating class of Life Pacific College. No big deal. Um, and... I was adamant. I told the Lord, I told my family, I am not going to that school. And I had nothing against the school except for the fact that my parents went there, my aunts and uncles went there, my grandparents went there. My grandpa was the president of the school at one time. So I was like, yeah, I'm for sure not going there because I want to go somewhere and I just want to be known as Shay. How many of you guys just long to be known for who you are? Not who your parents are, not who your siblings are. You just want to be known as you. That's where I was. And so I was like, I'm not going to LPU. That's just happening. You can probably already guess the end of this story. So I'm sitting in session one night and the Lord said, hey, go talk to the rep. And I was like, Lord, I'm not going. And he's like, I know, just go talk. And I was like, okay. So I went up to her. Her name was Destiny, and we actually still keep in touch to this day. She's fantastic. Um, and I went up to her, and I said, hey, I feel like we're supposed to hang out. Um, I'm not going to LPU, but I want to hang out with you. And she was like, okay, whatever, let's hang. So we hung out all afternoon. We went and we had dinner together, and it was a great, great time. Still did not feel a change in my heart. I was like, wow, she's awesome. Would love to hang out with her more, but I won't get to because I'm not going to that school in a couple of years. So at worship that night, the Lord, 
Anybody else stubborn in here? I'm very stubborn. When I don't want to do something or if I do want to do something, that's what's happening. So the Lord has to speak very directly to me sometimes, right? Not harshly. He just kind of has to say, hey, here it is. I'm not sugarcoating anything. I'm not using any fancy words. Here's just what it is. And I'm standing there in worship, praying about my future. Lord, where do you want me to go to college? Anywhere but LPU. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll go wherever you tell me except for there. And he says, Shay, I have some of the most incredible things of your life for you at that place. You can decide whether or not you want that. When you hear that from the Lord, you're like, okay, I want all the good things, right? You want to go there because you're like, some of the best things in my life. I can't miss out on that. And so begrudgingly went back up to Destiny and was like, hey, can I please fill out an information card? Because I feel like I'm supposed to go here and I don't want to go here but I feel like I should. She's like, yeah, for sure. So I fill out the card. And excitement begins to rise up in me when I get home. And I got a shirt from her. So I'm wearing that shirt all the time. I applied the day that I got home from camp. Camp was at the end of July. And I was accepted at the beginning of October to LPU. And as soon as I was accepted, I could not wait to get out of high school. Not because I had a bad experience in high school, but because I was so ready for everything God had for me. I was ready for him to reveal different things he called me to do. I was ready for him to give me the lifelong friendships that I'd been so desperate for and praying for for forever. And I loved my time there. They really were some of the best experiences. Hear me, not the best experiences of my life, but some of the best experiences of my life. The Lord has spoken some of the most powerful and life-altering things there. He gave me opportunities I think I'd never, never be able to have. Now, later on down the line, I was going into my junior year at LPU, and I knew I was studying to be a teacher, right? I told you guys I wanted to be a teacher, so I got my degree in human development and psychology because that was the degree at a Bible college you could get to be a teacher, And I was at kids camp serving one year and the Lord, it was very, he was like, hey, have you ever thought about the fact that like you love to be around kids, you love to teach them and you love to teach them about me. What if you just, I don't know, combined it all and were a kids pastor. And I was like, my mom's a kids pastor. That's her job. That's not my job. He was like, why can't you guys do the same thing? You guys are both gifted in different ways. You can do things that she can't. She can do things that you can't. And so I was still questioning, went into my fall semester and had a class called Practicum in Bible Teaching. And our first assignment was pick any group of people, teenagers, kids, old people, married people, single people, and teach them the story of salvation. I was like, okay, well, I serve in kids ministry at my church. I can just copy and paste the lesson from Sunday and just make that my first assignment. Don't cheat. Don't do that in college. And I did that and sat down and it was like, I felt like I was like vibrating and I was like, dang, I felt so alive. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh yeah, I definitely need to be in full-time ministry with kids and youth because that's when I felt the most alive. Even when we don't want to hear things from God, even when he tells us something that we're like, eh, okay. He still, it will rise up in you when you know what you were created to do when he speaks to you. 
Guys, the bottom line of both of these stories that I just shared with you, when we walk in obedience to Jesus, when we actually follow his direction, what we want and what he want begin to align until they are the same thing. What we want and what he want begin to align. Right? God has wanted me to be doing what I'm doing to be changing our generation for his glory and change the ones that come after. And now that's what I want to do. I can't imagine doing anything else with my life than that. Let's look one more time at Philippians 3.14 if you have your Bibles with you. That's where we were last night. It's where Pastor Aaron started in. We're gonna hit there one more time. Paul says, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. I didn't realize this because it's kind of a little bit confusing wording that Paul uses like he tends to do in almost all of his letters. Paul's prize comes from the call of God on his life. Just that. Not the benefits that come from it, not what it does for him, but what it does for the Lord. That's his joy. His joy is simply the fact God calls me. And that's where his joy is. Not what he actually does, not how it benefits him, how it benefits others, but just the fact that he chose me. He called me. That is my source of joy, is that he handpicked me for this. I want to be like that. I want to feel like I won first place simply because I'm called not because of what I do, not based on how many thank yous I get, not based on the parents that are loving what I'm doing, not based on how I'm feeling about what I'm doing, just the fact that I'm just called. And here's the cool thing, you guys, that every single one of you in this room are called. Every single one of you in this room are chosen. What if we all found our joy in just the fact that we're called? Think about that. What if... Your joy was solely in the fact that you're called, that God calls you, that he chooses you. He doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't care what you've thought before. He doesn't care the things that maybe you're even planning or excited to get back home to. He calls you regardless of those things because he knows you. He loves you. He created you. He chose you. Now, again, I'm not talking about what you'll be, the occupation that you're going to have. We're talking about what you'll do. If you're wondering what that is, can I help you this morning? You're called to use your voice for him. You're called to be his hands and his feet. Just be like Jesus to those around you. You're called to love who he has created you to be all the weird things, all the funny things, all the things you don't understand. You're called to love who he's created you to be. You are called to love, walk in love and humility. You are called with a specific purpose that only you can do. Like me and my mom, sure, can somebody else do what you do or be what you're gonna be? Yes, but each one of you, I need you to hear me when I say this, each one of you, can only do something that God's called you to do the way that you can do it. He has gifted and um, blessed every single one of you in a different way than the person next to you. 
if you want to be a kids pastor, if you want to start a business, if you want to be a nurse, if you want to be a pilot, if you want to be a senior pastor, if you want to be a missionary. So many people are those things, but only you can do it the way that God has called you to do it. And that's the cool thing about it. That's what it means to be chosen and gifted and called. That's what it means to have vision. You may still be sitting there feeling held back by your past a little bit, though. Like, but Shay, you don't, you don't get it. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Or you don't, you don't get the house that I come from. You don't know who my friends are back home. Here's what Isaiah 43, 19 says. God says, look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You guys, he's doing something new in you right now. And he wants to clear your vision to open your eyes to see it. He literally says it right there. Look, I am doing something new. Do you not see it? The Holy Spirit is taking us by the shoulders and saying, guys, look at what I'm doing in your life. It's new. That's the beauty of Jesus as he takes what's old and he throws it away and he's like, you're new. Congratulations. Right? Like Pastor Ty said on night one, we need to be cheering and celebrating for that. He is doing something new right now. Ask him to speak to you, to open your eyes to that. He makes ways in the wilderness when you feel lost and you have no idea where you're going or what you're doing. He gives us rivers in deserts when it feels like I'm exhausted. I can't do this anymore. I don't know how to keep going. I can't even take another step. I feel like I'm suffocating. Guys, he's not a God of confusion. Our God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of clarity and provision and togetherness and purpose. He will not call you to do something or go somewhere that he will not also be with you. Right? David says in the Psalms, I think it's David, hopefully. But he says, I can't even escape your presence when I'm in the belly of Sheol. What that means is he's like, even if I was in hell, I cannot escape your presence. He is with you and he will go with you. He will never leave you. He will always be beside you, y'all. But we have to listen for his voice to guide us and to lead us. We have to obey him. We have to ask him to show us the way, to give us his vision for our lives. And a quick fun fact, it says in John, here's what the verse starts by saying. It says, the enemy came, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. A lot of us know that verse. But I never noticed the second half of that verse. And Jesus says, but I came so that you may have life and life in abundance. Life abundantly. What Jesus is saying there is he's like, I'm not a God of limitations. I'm not gonna give you all these rules. I mean, I'm gonna hold you to a standard but I want you to live life to the fullest. I want you to live life the way I created life to be lived, in communion with him, walking with him, moving forward with him, going after his vision for your life. Y'all, he is for you. He has a plan for you. 
He has vision for your life. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.